Every kingdom-driven man needs to have these three imperatives operating in their life. Number one, you need to have a vision. You need to know where God is calling you, what he's calling you to, and the vision should always be bigger than where you find yourself right now. Number two, you need to understand and learn to partner with God's favor in your life. Every man has a mountain. Every man is called to a sphere of influence and we need favor with God, but we also need favor with man as we walk out our journey to unlock the resources and the wealth needed to fulfill our mission. Lastly, each man needs to develop daily discipline. This is how you walk a straight line and hold the course as you go through your daily action so you can see your vision fulfilled. Well, my guest has exactly those three dimensions in his life operating, and I wanted to introduce him to you so you can learn and unlock the secrets that he has that he's walking in and so you can apply them in your life. Guys, I want to introduce you to my friend, Jeff Sakamoto. Number one, Jeff is a man of God. He's a kingdom man. He's focused on expanding the kingdom and he has a mission to give. He's generous and he wants to see the gospel go forth. He also is the father of two sons. On top of that, Jeff is crushing it in business. He's a real estate investor and developer with over $4 billion of acquisitions and developments throughout his career. And if that's not enough, this guy's crushing his daily discipline because he's getting ready for a pro bodybuilding show right now because he is a WBFF pro competitor, physique competitor, and he's also represented by Ford Models. Guys, I want you to listen to today's episode because this is an incredible conversation so you can get vision, so you can find your favor, and so you can also develop the discipline necessary to bring you into your appointed place. Let's get into it. This is Raising the Standard, Leadership, Mindset, and Development for the Ambitious Christian Man. Identify, unlock, and access spiritual secrets and strategies grounded in biblical truth so you can run your race and maximize your impact and influence. It's time to lead yourself, your family, and your world. Let's get after it. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Raising the Standard, Leadership, Mindset, and Development for You, the Kingdom-Driven Man. I am really excited about the guests that I'm bringing to you today. I'm joined by Jeff Sakamoto. Jeff's an awesome guy, powerful man that I actually met over Instagram. It was crazy because Jeff, you actually recommended the standard to someone and they tagged you and they mentioned something and that's how we got connected. And I saw what you're doing. We had a conversation about what you're working on and I couldn't wait to bring your story to the men that listen to this show. So first of all, I want to thank you for what you do, and I just want to thank you for being on the show today, brother. Absolutely. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm humbled to be here and love what you're doing as well, so it's a great fit. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. So for the for the audience that doesn't know you, I really want. I was really captured by your story. You got a phenomenal backstory. Things that you've done, um, you've built a lot, you've accomplished a lot. But there's also been a journey to get to the point that you are right now. And so I'm interested in Jeff the man. If you could just tell us a little bit about your backstory, um, I know it's powerful. I know it's going to help a lot of guys. So I want the listeners as they hear your story. Um, there's always something that formed us and made us. Um, you know, what we see today, when I look at you, when I look at other men, it's really just the tip of the iceberg. There's a lot of experiences, trials, testing, um, and different things they've been through to get to that point. So I'm curious if you can walk us through that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, you know, when people see you at a certain point in time, right, when now I'm 45 years old and things are going well, they just 
assume that that's always been the way it has been. And, and it, it, certainly in my case, it has not been. I've certainly been forged by the fire, uh, a lot of trials, a lot of, um, you know, a lot of experiences. And, um, you know, through that time, God's, God's so good. I mean, I just, I just have to say that God is so good. And, you know, he continues to, uh, provide and, and, um, you know, be there every step along the, the journey, but it has been a journey. And, um, you know, going back, I guess, um, grew up in the Pacific Northwest in Seattle. Um, and, you know, was an athlete growing up, uh, ended up playing two sports in college. And I thought I was going to be a professional baseball player. Uh, ended up getting hurt in college. But at that point, I had already gotten married, had a young son. And uh, soon after I graduated, another one was on the way. And so it wasn't your traditional college experience for me. You know, and I think at that point, I just I recognized that um, I had to provide I had to grow up at an early age. And so, um, you know, that that kind of led me to a lot of kind of self-discovery, a lot of, you know, we'll call it self-improvement type stuff, which, uh, you know, we can talk more about, where I just, I realized like, you know, I've got to support my family. And I had to do it at a very young age. And, you know, over the last 20 years, um, had a lot of success. Um, I, uh, I currently develop real estate. And so what I do for a living is I um, own apartment buildings and develop apartment buildings all over the country. And it's, I'm so blessed. I'm, you know, it's an awesome profession, awesome career, um, but it hasn't always been that way. There's been some times when, you know, didn't know how I was going to pay the bills. And um, so again, it's been a long journey and I'm happy to go more, but high level, that's where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the self-development. I'm interested in that because a lot of the guys that listen to this show, myself included, obviously we're on a journey to always better ourselves. And there's an investment, various levels of investment. It could be some guy listens to an audio book, someone else buys a book and actually finishes it, which would actually make you stand out among the people that actually buy books and read them. And then there's obviously programs. There's different levels of investment there. Take me to your approach to self-development and maybe a little bit of your backstory there or, or currently what you do. Yeah. So again, you know, I was, I was that athlete growing up that was not the most talented. I, I mean, I was talented, but I wasn't the most talented. And I had to, I had to outwork everybody. And so... Again, when I graduated college and I had this this family to support, that was kind of my approach is how am I going to outwork everybody? And I had never done any self-development, never read a book by the time I basically graduated college other than, you know, the, the textbooks that we had to read. And I was handed the book Rich Dad Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. And honestly, that kind of changed my life in the way that it kind of got me thinking that there's more out there that I haven't learned than stuff that I haven't been taught in school. And um, so that spurred this. 20-year-plus journey of really trying to invest in myself, um, listening to audiobooks as I started my first job that I hated and I was driving to and from, I called it the University on Wheels, where I'm just trying to better myself. I'm trying to put myself in a position to be successful and make more of an impact than, you know, we, we kind of learn on our own. And so, um, you know, I've invested hundreds of thousands of dollars in self-development courses and, you know, different programs. And yes, that has led to some success, but it's also led to the situation where you can really, um, for lack of a better term, be striving. And that has also led to some downfalls as well. You know, and we can talk more about that. There's, there's a balance, I think, between striving and kind of abiding and resting in that. So, yeah, yeah. And I want to get into that because you're, you're obviously doing really big things. And for those of you that don't know, Jeff, your portfolio is huge in terms of the companies, the deals that you do. Um, you speak at other masterminds. So you're a man of achieved some, some worldly status by what you've built. And with that, and thanks for, you know, sharing your backstory. So obviously we're driven. That's who we're speaking to right now, guys that are driven. And there's nothing wrong with having drive. I believe God gives us inherent in our DNA, 
a drive, an ambition that when it's submitted to the Lord, it's really aligned and we can really fly in the right direction and according to his will for our life. But however, many guys, we can get off kilter with that. I have, and I know that you were just alluding to that as well, where we start working in our own strength and then it starts turning from, like you said, resting, it starts turning into striving, it starts turning into what can I accomplish? And then we start getting into the cycle of the grind. So if you could take me there a little bit about maybe what that looked like for you and how you got out of it and where you are today. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a great analogy that you kind of put, which is submitting. And, you know, I think that that's been a, a real um, purposeful uh, effort on my part over the last five years is just to completely submit to God's will. And the way I view that, um, kind of like you put, is just living in the center of the bullseye of God's will. And it's so easy to just one degree of separation gets us off track. And you don't, you know, you don't know that you're off track until you're 30, 40 degrees off track. Right. right. And so, and oftentimes that's too late. There's, there's bad things that happen as a result of that. So um, what I pray for every day, what I, what I've really made the decision to do is just be in, in God's will every, every day and, and try to live in the bullseye of God's will. And wherever that takes me is wherever it takes me. Um, but he's got a great plan. I, I live by the, by the, the verse Jeremiah 29, 11, you know, I, I know that he's got great plans for me and I just need to live in the center of his will. And I need to not take it the way I want to, because I am, I am driven. I am kind of a control freak. I want to do it my way. And oftentimes that's not the best way, right? I mean, you know how it is. So. Yeah. So tell me about when you were doing it your way, like what's the difference between that? Because we have a lot of guys that are listening that, that do that, or they don't know how, or this might sound foreign. Or they're like, hey, give me some practical steps of, you know, I am pushing or I feel like I'm pushing too hard. I have those conversations with men all the time where they're like, yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm overstepping and what I'm trying to go after. How did you make the pivot in your life from, from building and, and moving from that striving mentality or position into what you're, what you're, um, what you're experiencing these days? Yeah, I mean, you know. What really, what really was the impetus for me to recognize that there, there was change was I went through a divorce. And at, up until that time, I was making a ton of money. Life looked good from the outside. Everybody was happy. Great family. Everything, you know, everything looked perfect from the outside. But I was working 80, 90 hours a week, not giving time to my family. And the time that I was was more to my sons, you know, playing baseball and coaching their teams. And it finally got to the point where my wife was just like, you know what? This I want more. I want more for my life than this. And so... It was a real hard awakening and uh, never wanted to go through divorce or anything else, but um, it happened. And I, I think that was a direct result of me trying to achieve all these things that I thought she wanted, that I wanted, that, you know, the world tells us we want. But the reality is, um, you know, it led to a lot of things that were not being fulfilled. So, yeah. So tell me about the pivot. Like, when did things change for you? Because right now you're you're firing on all cylinders. Things are quite different from what you explained in the past as you were coming up through your journey. Um, what changed for you? What was the turning point? If there was one, or was it a gradual change? It, it was repeated beat, beating over the head. You know, I mean, it was it was um, you know 2008 and going through 2008 um, in the real estate world and and kind of getting knocked on your rear uh, during that time. That was. That was one wake up call, but you know, we're stubborn. We don't always get the message right away. And so I kept pushing and striving like, Hey, I'm going to battle my way through this. And then the second one was obviously, you know, the divorce, which was, you know, six, seven years ago now. And I finally just got to the point where I'm like, I can't keep doing this my way. I, this is not working. 
I'm going to end up, you know, um, perhaps having having some money and having some worldly success, but really unfulfilled and really unhappy. And, and I didn't want that. And so I, I knew changes needed to be made. And that was in my faith. That was in my daily walk. That was in my fitness. That was in where I invest my time. All of that. Yeah. So, Jeff, how, how do you define success these days for yourself? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Uh, honestly, it's it's exactly what I said earlier. It's living in the center of God's will because I don't know where he's going to take me, but it's doing my part to stay in the center of God's will. And I know that he's got big dreams for me. I've, you know, I've seen that over and over in, in my life that he um, has given me, you know, messages and they've all been fulfilled. Um, and so I know he's taking me somewhere and I just need to just stay right in line with that. If I start getting off course, that's where I'm in trouble. And I know that. So, so you basically do, you found your zone of this is where, this is where I have favor, right? That's like the zone of favor. It's like when I'm here, everything you touch is blessed. And that's, that's, is that how you know where you are? That's it. That's exactly it is, you know, my, my girlfriend and my friends joke around. They're like, how do you have all this favor? They use that word favor. And I do too. And it's, and it's because I just, I feel like I'm being obedient. I feel like I'm being obedient. And when you're obedient, that favor, favor comes. You know? Yeah. And I think what's really important about this conversation, especially for guys that are listening to this, and they might be asking like, where's my fever? Like, how do I find it? Right? Like, where's my, my zone or my place? You know, one of the things I say, Jeff, is that God has a mountain for every man. Doesn't mean you get it on day one. There's a process he uses, just like there was a process in your life to bring you to where you are. And part of that, it's it's self-discovery as we follow him. It's an adventure. We don't always get the the end destination on day one, but as we walk it out, we start to find um, where is his blessing in my life? Where do I have favor? Where do doors open up? Um, and what I love about this is we're talking to business guys. So you're obviously in business. And for some Christians, I don't think we have a lot of guys with this mentality, but in case we do, um, you know, like we can do ministry wherever we are. It's not that we're trying to have a pulpit ministry or we have to do something religious to be in the center of God's will. It's that he needs guys like you and me, um, infiltrating different spheres of society and influence to bring our influence to the people that we touch. Cause you're going to reach people that I'll never reach and that other guys that are listening will never reach. And likewise, it's vice versa as well. So um, how have you found that you bring influence um, to your sphere? Like, and when we look at your big goals, Jeff, of what you're doing and what you're building, how do you see that aligning to um, the Lord's will for your life and how you're using that platform? And obviously you got a lot of big things going on. I want to talk about the fitness journey as well, um, but I'll let you take me wherever you want to go there and we'll, we'll jump into some of these other things that you have going as well. Yeah, no, it's interesting. And you kind of alluded to a little bit of it, but you know, I've, I've um, developed a, a fairly sizable Instagram following and not, not like some of these guys, but I have a lot of young men who look up to me and they're always DMing me and asking me questions because they see the some of the success that I've had um, in the business world, they see, you know, that I've, I've worked on my fitness and I'm competing at a high level and, you know, some of these other things that I have going. And so for me, it's, it's about using that kind of like shining like stars, like, you know, seeing that attraction where they're like, I want that. What does he have that I don't have? And that, that gives me that forum, that, that entourage to be able to say, you know, honestly, my faith is a huge piece of that. Right. And it's not just faith it's you know, working hard and everything else, but, I think if you don't have this piece, you're missing out. So, um, you know, I think that's a portion of it. I think that, you know, again, um, we're blessed to be a blessing. And I think that, you know, um, that's a really important to me is to be able to give to, to causes that I, I, I want to support that kind of expand the message and, 
And so I've just been able, I've been blessed to be able to do that. Yeah, such a great heart, man. That's an awesome vision that you have and how you're using um, the platform and everything that God has given you. So Jeff, I got a question for you when it comes to favor, because I've noticed this and I'm just curious if you can resonate with this or if you have a take on this. Um, and I see it in the Bible too. When, when, when the Lord puts favor on someone, it does, it opens doors and it gives them favor with people, favor with man. We want favor with God and favor with man. But sometimes there's people that see that favor and they're drawn to it and others are repelled by it. So sometimes the favor is a two-way street. And I've seen that in my life. I've had that spoken over me where, you know, there's some things that open, but then I can see there can be a backlash. I mean, the, the classical example would be Joseph in the coat of many colors. And maybe he didn't handle his favor, right? <laughs> you know, um, and that's, that's what caused some things with his brothers. But we can see that when God puts his hand upon you, it can open doors, but it can also cause a little bit of uh, resistance as well. Just curious from your perspective, if you have an opinion on that or anything that you you can share about that. You, you absolutely nailed it. I was going to use the example of Joseph in that. I mean, it, you know, and uh, obviously he did favor, have favor on his life. And, you know, the interesting thing about, about Joseph as well is when his brothers did sell him into slavery, I think he was like, what, 17 years old. And by the, by the time he was anointed second in command of Pharaoh, I think he was 30. And so people don't realize that that, that favor didn't manifest itself in a one year or six months and over a 30 day program, right? It was 13 years where he had to be obedient to that. And despite all the haters and the false accusations and everything else, you just kind of being obedient and sticking to that. But I mean, obviously another perfect example is Jesus, right? And so, you know, you're going to have people that um, are the haters. You're going to have people that um, perhaps don't agree with what you, what you, your message. Yeah. Um, but you know, the reality is, um, there are a lot of people that do, and, and I'm, I'm not really concerned about the people that, that uh, you know, don't agree with what I'm doing. Other, I'm just looking to change one life at a time, right? And so, you know, I like that. I'm always fascinated when I talk to guys like you that have, you know, achieved a high level of success. Um, how they take action quickly, how they don't care about what others think, because I think a lot of us, when we're first starting, I don't know if you had this when you were first starting, or you see it with people maybe that you coach or guys that you work with. Um, where they get held back because of perfectionism, because of fear. And we know like in the marketing world, in the investment world, <clears throat> there's the statement that money loves speed. So give me a little encouragement there. Give the audience a little encouragement of how you make decisions, how you run your business, um, and how you are able to incorporate the pause to find out where the Lord is taking you as you make your business decisions. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great question. And one that has evolved over time because being driven, you you can be extremely decisive and, and that can be great and it can also cause you issues. And so I found that early in my career that I would I was really aggressive. I wanted to make decisions. I wanted to have success. And some of those decisions weren't well thought out, weren't prayed over. And so now my approach is this. It's that um, whenever I'm faced with an opportunity or a decision, I, I will pray about it. And if I get peace in that decision, I take action. If I don't get peace, I sit and I just sit and I sit. And if I never get get peace in those um those decisions or uh something that i'm being asked to do i don't i don't move forward and it's it's having that peace in the daily communi communication with god that allows me to feel confident in making those decisions in this decisive manner because you're right if you're wishy-washy and you're not taking action nothing's going to get done so you have to have some litmus test on which you know what is going to be the, the you know the 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 hurdle that i need to get over in order to make this decision and for me it's having peace yeah yeah. Have you ever had 
um, a circumstance where you didn't have the peace and so you didn't make the move and later you could see the hand of God in that, like why you never made that move or you could see, oh, okay, that's why this wasn't the right deal for me. 100%. And that's one of the things, one of the daily practices that I take on a daily basis now is journaling. Because I journal those thoughts, those those decisions that I'm being faced with. And I can go back 10, 15 years and look at my journals and what I was facing and look at, you know, uh, why that didn't happen or the things that did happen and, and what happened as a result of that. And so it's been great to be able to track that because you forget the stuff, right? You don't, you don't always remember, but journaling has allowed me to go back and see some of the decisions that I wasn't at peace with or vice versa and, and uh, you know, really see how they've played out over time. Yeah. Take me into your journaling practice. So, you know, or maybe if it's, if it's, I don't know if it's a morning ritual or a nighttime ritual for you, maybe both. Um, take me into that a little bit of how you do that. Is that something that's a part of prayer for you? Is it separate? Um, I'd love to hear more. Yeah. I, I'm kind of an early riser these days. I felt as I, I've gotten older, I, get, I was an earlier, I'm an early riser, which I never used to be, but I find that time to be extremely valuable now. And so I get up early and I, I grab my cup of coffee and I sit and start praying. And then as a result of that, I just start journaling and writing down the, the prayers, the thoughts, and actually writing out my prayers. And before I do my cardio or start my emails or anything else, that's what I do. And it's just a way for me to kind of connect before, you know, anything else uh, takes that time. Because you know how it is. Once you start getting into emails or, you know, getting out and doing things, it's, it's really hard to get back into that zone. Yeah, it's so it's so important. I mean, everything you're saying is right on. It's what I practice as well. The way you start will direct your entire day. So it's basically, we could even say it this way, that origin dictates destiny, not only in many things, but even for the day, the way you start the day sets the trajectory for the day. Um, and there's a lots of um, even physiological things and things with our diet that even mirror that, right? If we have carbs first thing in the morning, that's kind of the energy stores our body are going to, our body's going to prefer that day and we won't burn as much fat. So since I went there with you, um, why don't we jump into, you know, we have a charge as kingdom men to honor our temple. And you've made some changes and some shifts in our conversations. You know, you've told me that it wasn't always, I mean, you always were an athlete, but you made a shift in the last couple of years and into bodybuilding. And I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah. Um, again, being an athlete, always, always like to spend time in the gym. And, um, you know, in, in my mid twenties, after my college baseball and football career was done, I did some MMA fighting and got pretty badly injured doing that. So that wasn't an option moving forward. Um, and so I'd kind of gotten out of shape and a lot of that is just being busy with family and, and, you know, work and everything else. And, um, when my youngest son graduated high school, this was in 2018, I was turning 40 at that time. And I basically made the decision. I said, look, I can either get in the best shape of my life, or I can just kind of coast the rest of it and just call it good and be, be fat and happy for lack of a better term. Yeah. And fortunately, um, I chose to get in, get in shape. And set a goal uh, about six months later to compete in my first show. Um, since then, I've competed in like six shows. I ended up turning pro in 2021. And uh, I'm actually two weeks out from a show right now. And we'll do another, I'll do Worlds this summer. So um, I'm competing at the pro level now. And, you know, it's been awesome. I think just the disciplines of um, everything that goes into that has really helped structure my life. And, um, you know, it's been fun to see as well. You know? Yeah. Two weeks out. Are you hungry right now? Oh, <laughs> you have no idea. So hungry, <laughs> so tired. Uh, I, if I'm not being clear, it's because I'm on low carb brain right now. But uh, you know what? It's uh, 
it's part of it's part of the journey. It's part of what you ask for and what you have to do to 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 get in that kind of shape, right? So, Jeff, you're showing up powerfully, man. You're depleted right now. I mean, how many <laughs> sessions are you doing today? You already hit the gym this morning. I know it. Yeah, I've got I've got a three-er. So I got cardio in the, cardio in the morning. I got to hit weights this afternoon, and then I'll do cardio before after my last meal. So wow, it's it's crunch time. Yeah. Wow. Incredible. Um, I'm going to follow your journey. Guys, we're going to drop Jeff's Instagram as well. So you can check out what he's got going on and you can follow him. I'm interested to see how you do in the, over the summer and congratulations on everything you achieved there. Let's, let's dive into this because, um, you've taken it to such a high level as a high performer and and that's just the way you do things, right? I I got a feeling like you don't do anything 50%, right? When you lock on, you go all in. So to say, yeah, good or bad. That's what I do. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's a personality type. I have that too. And when yeah. I'm when I'm off, it can also be off a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, especially with diet or something like that. But I've been pretty good lately. Um, so let's talk about this because this is this is um this is really important for men out there, no matter where they are. You know, when I think about the guys that are listening to this, maybe you don't ever maybe you used to compete or you you train in the gym, but maybe bodybuilding is not on your target. Um, that's not in your line of sight right now. But we do want to manage our energy. I'm finding that just being a guy um, in his 40s, and we got guys listening all over, older than me, old, younger than us, Jeff, all over the place. For me, the key thing and my key message is we want to honor our temple and we also need to maintain um, a level of energy management where I have enough endurance through the day to do hard things, um, to make it through the day, to show up for my family, to show up at work. So let's talk about that a little bit more. What's the number one thing that's holding men back? Um, You know, the average guy, the average guy that's out there, where, where do you see him at and what's some of your advice? Yeah, I, I see this this issue that we have for men today, and it's complacency, right? It's just so easy to get comfortable. And the reality is comfortable for us is not operating at 100%. It's not for, for your family in the workplace uh, anywhere, really. And so, um, again, I, I think fitness has been a huge part of that for me. And I'm not talking about the bodybuilding and the competition prep and all that stuff, too. But just starting to get in shape where effectively I lost 30 pounds before I even started competing that gave me so much more drive, so much more confidence, so much more energy, and really gave me the structure to um, have more success in all aspects of my life. And that's relational, that's business-wise. I just noticed the ripple effects throughout my life as I started getting the shape to where I wanted to do it more and more and more. And, you know, yes, it doesn't. it's not fun to have a very strict diet, but when you start to see the results, you're okay with it because you see what, what's happening as a result of that. Yeah, that's amazing. I I think like discipline causes such a wave, like you just explained, it spills over into all areas of your life. Because when I'm disciplined in one area, it does spill over into my walk with the Lord. It spills over with the way I do my work with everything. And on the flip side, I know we talked about this. I'm pretty sure I know your take on it. But for me personally, um, when I'm sloppy in one area, that's also spilling over as well. You know, if I let it go, um, and it doesn't mean you can't enjoy yourself. We're not talking about being on a, you know, carb depletion diet all the time or always under eating or, you know, three a days. But we are talking about maintaining a level of self-control, a level of discipline and diligence in the way we approach life. And when that's when that's highly functioning, that does spill over into other areas. Um, have you noticed the same thing on the on the the reverse of that, that if you happen to go off, that it kind of takes you down a bad road that day? hundred percent. I mean, before I decided to get in shape, you know, I, I would, 
love killing a full pizza and watching a movie. And then, you know, what happens in, as a result of that is, you know, you end up not getting great sleep. You know, you wake up late, you miss your, you miss your time, your, your prayer time, your journal time, you know, you're rushing off to work. You just, every, like you said, the way you start your day is the way everything else finishes. And I just noticed that when I was not disciplined in my life, that, um, you know, it did, it had ripple effects. And, and even today, even today, I mean, occasionally I'll get like cheat meals and things like that. And honestly, when I do it now, I feel like crap. I just, I feel sluggish. I don't feel like I, I've got that energy and it kind of sets me back to the point where I don't want to do that anymore. Right. So um, when you feel the difference, it's very dramatic. Yeah. I, I'm older than you. So when I go off, I noticed the next day I got crazy inflammation. My back is sore. I can't move as well. I don't know if you feel that as well, but um. You know, if I eat some some bad food or something that was cooked in some bad oils or seed oils or something like that, I just wake up stiff. I can't move. I'm not I'm not thinking right. Um, it really takes a toll on me physiologically. Hundred percent. I mean, you can just see it in your face. You know, you're you're bloated. Your joints hurt. All of that. Yeah, I totally yeah. agree. Yeah, yeah. Um, awesome, man. This is a great conversation. So, what else can you tell us? Maybe some some general fitness stuff. Maybe we can just go there for a minute. Like, what's What's some of your key things if someone was starting this journey and they're like, dude, I let it go. Summer's here. I need to get like, I'm listening to you guys, but that feels so distant from me right now. Um, what would be your top one to three tips that you would tell someone who's starting, um, whether it's mindset or actual tactics, where do you go from there? Yeah, I think there's a couple of things. One, I think kind of setting the vision for what you want. You know, we're, we're taught to set the vision, right? And so I think kind of determining what it is that you want. Otherwise, you're kind of going through the motions. You know, and when I first got into fitness, um, my fitness journey uh, several years ago, I kind of had some pictures of what I wanted to look like. And so I, I first set the vision of, okay, this is what I want to look like. This is how I want to feel. Um, second thing would be protein is very, very important. I think that as, as a population, we don't get enough protein and that's kind of the building block of muscle, especially for men. You know, you just, you need that. And um, I think the, the one, one thing that I have found is that it is really hard to get in shape if you're eating out all the time. And, and you know, in the business world, uh, oftentimes we've got business dinners or we're, we have to grab a quick lunch or we're taking the kids off to practice and we got to grab fast food on the way home. What I found is that it's very difficult uh, to get in good shape when you're eating restaurant food. And, you know, even a healthy meal at a restaurant is a thousand calories, which right now, just so you know, I'm taking in 2000 calories a day. So it kind of throws off my, my whole day if I eat restaurant food. That's not to say you can't do it, but it has to be in moderation. And once I started preparing my meals at home and using meal prep, which isn't more expensive than, uh, you know, going out to eat, by the way, um, I, that's when I really started to see my body transform. Yeah. Jeff, I'm picking up two things that you said. So the first one that I just noticed from the whole conversation, I want everyone to notice this is that, and we know this, if, you know, I have a background in bodybuilding as well, you have to be extremely regimented and structured. When the structure's off, you know, that's one of the themes I'm pulling out from your morning routine to the way you train to the way you plan your business and handle things. That structure guides your whole life and that discipline, if that's taken away, that's when things start to go in a negative direction. The other thing you said is really important. I want you to speak about this, even maybe on the business side as well. But you talked about starting with vision. You know, so many guys start. They sprint. It's like the parable of the soil, right? It's like the, the plant shoots up real quick and then it withers and dies. It never got roots. 
And I'm kind of correlating that to you have to start with why you're doing it and you have to have a picture and a vision for the future. So where did you get that from? And maybe on the business side or even wanting to be in the will of the Lord, building your life, doing the things you're doing, obviously in real estate, you're taking risks, they're calculated risks, but you're you're making moves that are have elements of risk in them with investment. So what's the vision that guides you or was there something specifically that you use or exercise as you cast vision for your life and maybe even as you go year by year? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think big picture, I think, um, as I mentioned earlier, I feel like God has spoken in certain things to my life well before I even, I even, even thought about them. I mean, when I was, when I was 22 years old as a consultant, I, I heard God speak to me and say, someday you will be a real estate developer. Now that didn't happen for another, you know, 13, 14 years. But I, I heard that and I stayed, I stayed with that. Um, when I was out of shape, <laughs> uh, I heard God say to me, you will be a fitness model. And two years later, I was signed by Ford Models and I started competing. I just, I, I started to hear certain things and to write them down again in my journal and start to, to set a vision around some of those things. They, they became reality. Um, I mean, that's just, I don't know if that answers your question, but that's, that's some of the things I use. And I'm very visual. I think as guys, a lot of us are very visual. And so I like to have things that I look at, you know, and, and that can be a picture of, uh, a, a happy family or, you know, some of the, some of the, um, the things that I'd like to do in my life. Um, I, I set pictures of those and I look at them, uh, so I can continually remind myself. Yeah. What do you do when you're in meal prep and you're in contest prep and you're just having one of those days where you want to go off. Like, what's your what's your secret there? What, do you have something you anchor to when your emotions aren't aligning to, you know, and you're hungry and you feel tired and you want to like you're being tempted to cheat? Yeah. Well, I, let's put it this way: the first the first couple of shows I did, I actually cheated. I mean, you had to, I, and I had to learn that you know, if you do that, it's not going to end up the way you want it to. And so I'm at this point now where I'm like, you know, I'm I'm competing against some of the best athletes in the world, they're not cheating. I can't, I can't be cheating. And so, yes, it comes down to, to discipline. Yes. It comes down to, to having a vision of actually winning a title, you know, and having that as your goal. Um, and that kind of supersedes that temporary craving because it is temporary. And, you know, we, you, you wake up the next morning and you'll be just fine. You know, even though you didn't have that slice of pizza you ordered, right? So. You know, there's so many parallels, and this is why I love all the athletic metaphors in scripture, and there's so many of them, but there's so many parallels to everything you're saying and to this discussion, to how we live our life, to like fleeting temptations of sin, to stuff that comes to entice us. And I think you summed it up right there. It's like, well, what's going to follow that? Like, yeah, it might make me satisfied for a moment, but then I have regret. And for you, it's getting on stage and it's like, hey, I'm going to be exposed. Exactly. Literally, I'm going to be exposed because if the guy next to me didn't cheat. And it's the same way in our spiritual life. Like we will be exposed eventually. Yeah. It's going to catch up to you if you're cutting corners and you're cheating. And there's also this whole um, picture that Paul develops throughout multiple New Testament books where he's saying he's striving like an athlete. You know, he's training, he disciplines his body. And those guys in those early Olympic type games, um, they trained for like 10, 12 months before they could even enter the game. So it was an extremely disciplined lifestyle that he's using to anchor for the people today that could understand that. And he's saying, this is what it looks like to follow the Lord. So there's just so many, so many parallels here. I totally agree. And it's like you said, it's not just in, in, um, in fitness or what have you. I mean, 
you know, if you're not, if you're not living with integrity in your life and you're, you're taking shortcuts, it will catch up to you, whether it's in your relationships, your marriage or your family, whether it's in business, if you're cutting corners, you're going to get caught. I've seen so many people over the years that, you know, again, everything on the outside looks good and they're, they might get ahead really fast, but if you're not doing it the right way, it will come back and bite you. Yeah. Wow. Um, Let's do this, Jeff, as we as we start to wrap up. I mean, I'm sitting with a real estate expert right now, so I'd be foolish not to ask you some questions, your outlook, or even for the guys that are listening that are thinking about, hey, what do I do these days with my money? Like, how do I protect my finances? Um, during COVID, you know, I know you're in commercial. Are you in commercial real estate as well? I am, yeah. So commercial, we do, I, I specialize in large multifamily buildings or apartment okay. buildings. Yeah. Okay, because then it probably doesn't apply as much, but I know that a lot of buildings, they exited, they went to remote work and they didn't come back or it doesn't look the same. So just curious your outlook for us and maybe just, um, you know, beginning intermediate advice for the guys that are listening and, and want to model some of the financial guidance that you can offer. Um, not to put you on the spot with that, but just kind of an outlook. Well, first off, uh, I love real estate. I, I think that real estate has, has given me uh, the financial freedom that I've always desired and wanted. And again, given me that ability to be a blessing to others. And I think that real estate is probably the mo most approachable way, unless you start a business of, of creating real wealth. Um, and so again, I love real estate. Now it's changing and it has changed a lot over the last five to 10 years. Uh, you mentioned one of them, which is COVID hits office buildings, which used to be a really sexy, great investment are no longer a great investment, right? Um, retail, same thing, you know, shopping centers, things like that. The world is changing. And so why I love and why I'm, I'm in multifamily or apartments is people will always need a place to live and an affordable place to live. And so that's what we provide. Now, in the last five to 10 years, you've had a lot of newcomers into the market. And I'm not going to name names, but there's a lot of people out there pitching, you know, funds and different things, which are not good investments. And so you just have to do your diligence. You have to understand that not just because it's apartments or just because it's real estate doesn't mean it's a good investment. You really have to start to um, understand it before you dive in. Yeah. Well, it makes a lot of sense. Um... Awesome, man. Jeff, it's been a great talking to you. How can people connect with you? And are you doing anything in terms of coaching? Or um, I know you speak at masterminds and you do some st different stuff in real estate. Is there anywhere specific that um, the guys listening can connect with you? You know, I, I really don't. I don't have any courses or, or books or anything else. But what I what I do is I say, look, reach out to me on Instagram. You know, if there's something you're you want to talk about or you want some help with fitness. I'm not going to charge you. I just want to help people. That's, I mean, honestly, that's where I'm at in my life is that uh, I've been blessed to be a blessing to others. And if I can help one person, I'm helping a lot of my friends and family and random people on Instagram who've reached out on different topics. And I'm happy to do that. That's, that's where amazing. I get back. Yeah. yeah. What an awesome vision, man. Um, it's been great having you on the show. Any last final things? I know we talked about a lot of stuff, but I want to give you a chance to have the final word on any of the subjects we spoke about, um, a message to men, the guys that are listening, any way you want to close this out, Jeff, I'm going to turn it over to you. No, I just, again, I appreciate what you're doing. And I just, I, I have told so many people, not only to pick up your book, but to check out your, your podcast and your YouTube, because I think this is, this is what men today need. And when I say that, that's people my age, that's people that my son's age, there's a real crisis in masculinity today. And I think that, you know, what you're doing is so powerful. And I just got to give you a lot of credit for that. I know you're just a vessel for God and you're, you're doing what you're called to do, which 
is amazing, but I, I just can't speak highly enough for, for what you're doing. And, and I would just ask guys to, uh, to really dig into this because I think there's a tremendous amount of value and can, and can eliminate a lot of the, the mistakes that some of us older guys have made. Well, listen, man, you're, you're contributing to the platform. First of all, I'm honored to hear those comments. It was just, you know, honoring to connect with you on Instagram and see like, wow, I don't know who buys the book. I don't know who listens sometimes. So it's, um, it's amazing to connect with people and then see what you're doing. Um, you know, you certainly contributed a lot, a lot of wisdom, a lot of hard earned wisdom, and, uh, we're going to have you back. We're going to do some different stuff with you in the future because you have a lot to offer for the guys that are listening. So guys, Thank you so much for listening today. And until the next episode, let's raise the standard. Hey guys, I got a quick announcement to make. If you feel that you're in the gap between where you are right now and where you're supposed to be in life, that place that God has promised you, that promised land that he has for you, then I want to invite you into the Unfair Advantage Challenge. It's an 11-day email training content that I've never shared on this platform before. And I'm doing this because I want to equip you and teach you how to access the unfair advantage that God gives all men who are walking with him. But here's the thing. Many men never access it. Many men never reach their promised land and many men never reach their full potential. That's why I'm doing this. So go to accessyouradvantage.com, sign up for the training, and you will get equipped with the strategy, the mindset, and the tools so you can unlock and access the unfair advantage that God has for you. Let's get after it.